Welcome to Wellness with KC, the podcast. I'm your host and wellness bestie, Karen Catania, and my purpose as a certified integrative nutrition coach is to guide women on their health and wellness journey in a balanced and sustainable way. Join me every week for casual, unfiltered chats that are designed to inspire and empower you to live your best life. Now let's get started. Hey friends, welcome back for another episode. This one is for all of my corporate ladies. So today we are talking about how to set up healthy boundaries and what those boundaries might look like. Um, And I know this is going to sound counterintuitive, but when you have healthy boundaries in place, that can help you become a better employee while also enjoying your you know, personal life a little bit more. So that's what we're going to talk about. We're going to talk about a few things um, because honestly, I have been there and I have just recently gotten to a place where I feel like I feel really good with the boundaries that I have and it's helping me in all aspects of my career and also my personal life. But it took a very long time to get to where I am now. It took a lot of frustration. It took a lot of tears. It took a lot of things. Um, And you know what? I guarantee you that I am going to have to work on this balance for my entire career in corporate America. We're going to have to adjust it as things go on. And I think it's really important to stay open-minded to adjusting things as they go and seeing what works and what doesn't work. Um, So again, this is for all my corporate ladies, especially if you are working from home because it is so hard to separate work life and you know, your actual life, but it is so important because if we're not separating those two, um, we're impacting our stress levels, we're impacting our happiness, we're impacting how we feel about our career, and all of those things affect and impact our overall health. So it's really important to feel good about your career and um, feel balanced. So that is the goal of today. So I want to talk about a few things. So, um, you know, first and foremost is the easy thing, um, or I think the most prevalent thing. So if you're working from home, chances are you probably have Teams downloaded on your phone. You probably have your email downloaded on your phone. I mean, honestly, even if you aren't working from home, you probably have those things, which is great because, you know, when you go downstairs and you make your coffee and you can check to see if anyone like you know, Teams do or IM do, if you have Slack or something else, then whatever your equivalent is to Teams, I'm sure you have it downloaded on your phone. Um, But it is also, it's a double-edged sword because while it's great for those situations, anyone can now contact you at any time and you might feel, um, you might feel that it's necessary to answer them right away. So let's try and get an example here. So If you go downstairs and you're making yourself maybe a snack or coffee or tea, whatever you're doing, um, filling up your water bottle, maybe even going for a walk, taking a little break that you deserve, and you get a Teams message from, I don't know, your boss or somebody else, 
asking for something or checking in on something or whatever they want to tell you, um, you're probably going to want to respond right away. And you're going to get really anxious when that message comes through. Uh, because yeah, I've been there. Um, I still kind of get there, get that way. But I have recently worked really hard to set boundaries on when and how fast I reply. So just because someone teams me, which is a faster way to communicate versus email, does not mean that I need to respond to them within a minute, right? That is, you know, yes, it's on the top of my mind when I get back to my computer or when I have a chance or whatever, I will definitely respond to them, but I want to put thought into it. I don't want to just send someone a message because I'm rushing, because I think that it requires my immediate attention and it requires a immediate response because most of the time it doesn't. Like, sure, of course, there's those instances where Um, It does require, you know, it's like an SOS type thing and you do have to reply and and I get that. But 99% of the time, you do not need to reply right away. And it's really hard to get into the habit of not feeling like you have to reply to everyone's email, everyone's message on Teams or Slack or whatever you have within a few minutes. But it's really important to set that boundary for yourself. Uh, when I have a chance to respond, I will. I am going to prioritize this message however it should be prioritized. What 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 else is going on in my day-to-day? Do I have something else that I need to get done? Am I working on a project that is um, you know, needs to be done by the end of the day? Guess what? That's going to get my attention before a random message asking me something that can wait, or honestly, most of the time, it's something someone else can find, right? They're asking you something that they should probably already know the answer for or to. Um, So definitely set your boundaries. Um, And of course, again, if it's like your boss or someone else and it's really important, of course, prioritize that, right? Answer that message. But I'm talking about the other messages, the ones that don't need an immediate response. Do not feel like you need to give an immediate response. No one needs or no one you shouldn't no one should expect an immediate response from you. And if you start setting those boundaries, it'll help other people set them as well, because now you have people actually prioritizing things um, the way that they should. The person on the other end of it you know, might not be happy right away because maybe they're waiting on something. But if it's important, I'm sure they would say it. If it's important, I'm sure you would know and you would respond sooner. Um, But also, it's going to benefit them in the long run because now you're actually giving them a thoughtful reply, a reply that is actually going to help them versus just replying to reply really quickly. And maybe it's not that great of a message, right? You're not giving them all the information you need because you're just replying to reply. You're not actually replying to answer their question and to help them. Um, You just want to make sure that they don't think that you're not at your computer um, because you're downstairs for five minutes getting coffee, right? We all have that anxiety like, oh my gosh, I'm going to get water and my, you know, status messages turns from green to uh, orange and now I'm going to get fired. Like, No, as long as you are a good employee, that does not happen. We don't have to have that type of anxiety. So 
that's number one is protecting your time and really just um, not feeling like everything needs an immediate response from you. Um, Also, let's talk about PTO because that is important. I know so many people who, number one, are afraid to take PTO. Number two, um, take PTO, but actually work the entire time. Or three, like let their PTO, they, they'll take like the bare minimum and they'll still let some of their time off like expire. And I just don't get that because unplugged vacation time is necessary. It is a requirement to be a good employee because if you're not taking that unplugged time, you are probably on the road to burnout, right? You're you're getting there. You're approaching a burnout and that is not good for anyone. It is not good for you. It is not good for your employer. It is not beneficial to anyone. And you really need to take that time and take PTO. Number one, just take it. Even if you're not going anywhere, just take some time off. Um, And also, if you are taking time off, set those boundaries, right? And you can set those. And if you want to set those with your boss to make sure that they're in agreement or whatever, which they should be, it is paid time off, right, for a reason. Um, but, But speak with them and have a conversation about your expectations. So, for example, I went to North Carolina in the first week of August. Um, we went for a little over a week or about a week, and um, I had communicated to my boss. I said, listen, I'm going to be in uh, North Carolina. This was not a great time to take off because we just had someone within the company who was like my counterpart, and I was training someone else in the position Um, so he had left, I was training somebody else and I was honestly really the only person who knew how to do my job (laughs) and do what I need to do. But I knew I also needed this vacation. This vacation was planned prior to everything else happening and everything else that happened is not in my control, right? Somebody else, um, put their two weeks in. I, I did not. Some I'm training somebody else and they're doing amazing. They're gonna they're gonna do fine. Um, and I can't have anxiety about leaving them because it it will be okay. As long as I prepare and I do as much as I can that week prior and I'm, you know, doing what I should be, it will be fine. And I knew that. So I I knew that it wasn't a beneficial time and I expressed that. I said, I know it's not beneficial time, it's not a great time to take off, but I had this planned. I'm not willing to let this vacation go. It's very important to me. It's very important to my family. We're going to see my husband's father and like we haven't seen him in a long time. Um, And while I'm there, I am not going to be checking emails much. So if you need me, if something is urgent, text me or call me. I set my expectations, right? And she was totally fine with that because now she knows if she needs me, she knows how to communicate with me. But I'm setting that expectation that if you email me and it's urgent, I am not going to see or I might see, but like, again, I'm, I'm setting that expectation, right? That's so, so important when you're taking time off. And um, I always like to lead with that. If you need me, call me or text me because 
they're only going to call you and text you if it's really, really important and they truly need you because they're not going to want to bother you that way versus an email they can send and think that you're checking it every day, which you might be doing, but just don't like, you don't have to respond, but I'll check my email once a day, see what comes through, but I don't respond to anything because I don't want to show that I am working and open up conversations with people that now are going to require my um, response. So take your time off and make sure that you set that expectation on how to communicate with you if you're going to be working or not. And I really hope that majority of the vacations that you take you are not working because that is the only way to truly um, rest and recover and feel really good when you return. Now, when I took this time off, by the way, there was a complete like restructure within my company. I had a new boss, like my whole role was changing. And that was really overwhelming when I first heard about it because of course, I'm like away. And I'm like, this is all happening while I'm away. Oh my gosh. Um, And I could have went down that road of anxiety. I could have went down that road of just wondering what's going to happen when I get back. But instead, I barely spoke to anyone about the changes. I said, you know what? I'm going to enjoy my vacation because I am here and I am not getting this time back. So that is just a little recent story that I went through to kind of just share that regardless of what's going on with your with work while you are away, the wheels are going to continue to move and you really have to just focus on yourself, if you're enjoying your time off, are you relaxing? Because if you're not, you're just going to come back to work as stressed as you were when you left. And that is not the intention. That is not the point of paid time off. We need this time to rest. We need this time to unplug, to feel really good when we do get back to work. Um, And I will tell you, my best working weeks are the week after vacations because I'm so, I'm just so zen. I'm so in tune with my why. I know what I'm doing, why I'm doing it. And honestly, they're truly like the best weeks ever. Um, so definitely that's that's our PTO talk right there. Another thing that I'm seeing a lot of people do, and I was so guilty of this, is not taking lunch breaks or time for yourself throughout the day. People were, I'm just seeing it left and right. I was just left and right working through lunch, going downstairs, getting my food, bringing it up and eating in front of my computer, responding to emails, getting on calls, all the things. Um, that is emotionally draining and it's not sustainable. You need time for yourself. So in the summer months, like, well, now we're, you know, in fall, but I was walking outside. My lunch breaks, I am going outside. If it's a nice day, I'm going outside up until it's really cold and whatever, I'm going outside and I'm taking a walk and doesn't matter if that walk is for 10 minutes or for a half hour or for my full hour on my lunch break. I'm going to go outside and walk because it's going to reset my mental state, put things into perspective. I'm going to come back to my desk after that 
lunch break with a clearer mind than what I did when I left. And that is really, really important. Um, it's also, we need lunch. So if you're skipping lunch completely, that's no bueno, right? Um, so really definitely, if you are someone who skips your lunch break, this is your sign to stop skipping it. And another thing, well, actually two, two last things. Um, one, or I guess I don't know what number we're on, but I was also being, I was constantly available. Like I was never turning work off. So if someone needed me and they were to Teams me or they were to call me or they were to email me at eight o'clock at night, I would respond. That is not the way it is anymore. Um, I do work kind of odd hours because um, part of my job is webinars. So those happen like at night, right? Um, And so yes, I will work during that time. But if I'm working during that time, I typically will take a longer break or I'll leave and go to like a gym class. I will do something. And basically I'm working when I'm in front of my computer If you are emailing me at eight o'clock at night and I'm not, I don't have a webinar, I will not respond. You can expect my response the next morning. If I'm working a webinar, sure, I will respond because I'm already working. Um, But I just think that that's really important not only for you, but also for everyone else. Because the more people are working later hours, the more that that is the expectation of everyone else who's getting these emails at eight, nine o'clock at night. And then they're like, oh, well, I'm not working that late. I guess I'm not, I'm not doing enough. And then they start to be self-conscious and then they start working later. And it's just like this whole big thing. So definitely, um, make, make like set your hours. And if you work a little bit more than eight hours, whatever, right. It is what it is. If, if that's what it takes you to be a good employee and you still feel good about it. I'm not, I'm not saying like you should only be working eight hours a day. What I am saying is you cannot be available 24-7 or all the time except for when you're sleeping. Um, You're going to get a lot of anxiety from that. You need to set boundaries. You need to set a start and an end time, and people will respect that. And that'll only encourage other people to do the same, and I think that that's definitely needed during this time of working from home where people are trying to separate work and home life. And we need to, we need to do that more. We need to all, um, contribute and all be a part of this change because people need to have dinner with their families, not be working through dinner. I just find that to be insane. And guess what? I am still getting all my work done without (laughs) working throughout the night. And if it's, if there's a special project, if there is something that needs to get done, of course I'm going to work late, right? This isn't like a black and white situation. There's of course gray areas, But I'm just saying that we need to focus on our boundaries that 98% of the time. So when the 1% or 2% where we need to work later or whatever it might be, it doesn't seem as stressful. That's the goal. Um, And then lastly, 
a lot of people, if you're still working from home, so I have my own office and it's amazing because I feel like I'm going to work every day when I go into my office. I'm really not in here unless I'm working. Um, But I know that a lot of people don't have that. They don't have an extra bedroom that they can convert to an office. So they kind of mix their office space and their like home space. And that can be really confusing for your mind because you can't really turn the two off. So now you're like stuck into two worlds. So as much as you can to separate your spaces, that will only help you. So even if that means like you have um, a desk that, why can't I think of this word, but like it comes down, it's a collapsible desk and you collapse it after your work day, you put your computer in, I don't know, a, a shelf or whatever you have and you set it aside, like I think that that would help just separate your workspace and your home space. So you know after five o'clock that desk comes up your computer goes away and now that's separated. Like it has to be out of sight, out of mind, like that type of thing. Um, So just an idea if you're having trouble like separating your workspace and your home space, um, you can get creative with it. Like I've seen so many different options. You can like Pinterest it too. There's there's a lot of things out there. So um, I really think anyone can separate their work and their home space. They You just might have to get creative about it. So Yeah. So we talked about vacations. We talked about lunch breaks. We talked about, um, you know, setting expectations in times of what time you're working, separating your, you know, work and your workspace, all that kind of things. Um, So I think that pretty much covers it. I just want to talk about some question that I typically get from people or that I've gotten when I've talked about or when I've asked what people are struggling struggling with when it comes to their work-life balance. So I'm just going to talk about those really quickly. Um, not well, The first person said, I never take a lunch break. I just don't have the time. I, I promise you, and I said this on Instagram, so you might be like seeing or hearing this twice, but I promise you that you have time. You're just not prioritizing it. So what I do is I block off an hour on my calendar every single day from 12 to 1. That way no one can just set a meeting there. If if I need to attend a meeting, of course I will, and then I'll just move that hour block wherever I can. That just gives me that time that I don't have a meeting and I can like step away. No, it's not possible for me to get a full hour every single day, but I make sure to take time every single day because I need it, right? Again, that goes that goes for like making food, going for a walk, or just honestly like, I don't know, doing something else, <laughs> um, but just not working. I think it's just really, really important. And you have to remember that employees want you to be happy and healthy because a happy and healthy employee is a more productive employee. So if you're stressed out all the time, you're anxious all the time, you are um, – you don't have these boundaries set up, you're probably not working as efficiently as you could or you're not being as productive as you could. You might be work. There's a difference between working and being productive. So, you know, these boundaries are going to help you be more productive versus instead of working because I guarantee you and I've, you can outwork someone who's working 10 hours a day with you working eight hours a day if you're working efficiently, right? So there's a difference. 
Um, so that's that question. This The second question I got was, I get anxiety over not checking emails on PTO. Um, basically, I felt the same way. I get that. It's really, really hard. But when I take PTO, like I said, on the day before I leave, I always communicate that I will not be checking email as much. Um, yes, I'll be checking it. I don't know how frequently. So if there is something urgent, text me, call me. And that kind of removes the fear that there's something urgent waiting in my inbox. So that way I'm not checking every hour. <laughs> Instead, I maybe check once a day, I take a look, but I know if nothing is coming to me in my on my phone, then nothing is urgent enough that it requires my attention. So that kind of takes the fear out of it. Um, and then the last question was saying, um, having a desk job is horrible for my anxiety. I sit all day and then just watch TV after. What are your thoughts? And I said, well, it's time to focus on your habits. So I would definitely try and start incorporating more movement throughout your day. Again, maybe that's your lunch break, taking a walk outside or um, taking at least a one-minute break every hour or two just to stand up and walk around, um, get your legs moving. Um, there's even, like, standing desks. There's um, – what are they called? They're, like, little – they're not, like, treadmills, but they are treadmills. They go, like, two miles an hour. You can get them on Amazon. They have those now. You can get a standing desk and a treadmill. Um, you know, just little things. I mean, you don't need that that would be great. But the little things, even just getting up and walking around, it's important. And that can change your mindset. And then also focus on after work. So if the first thing you're doing is watching TV after work, then maybe try replacing TV with something else. Maybe it's a workout class. Maybe it's a walk. It's going to the beach. It's doing something that makes you feel good, getting you outside. Um, kind of try and replace TV with something else because that'll just help you like be moving more throughout the day. Obviously, as we're approaching like winter, that's going to be harder, but still possible. Um, so yeah, so I think that wraps up our corporate talk and kind of just setting boundaries. I hope that this was helpful. If you have any questions, let me know. I'm here for you. But the more that we can have these boundaries in place, I promise you, the better it's going to be for not only us, but also our employers. And I truly, truly believe that. Um, so don't be afraid to communicate these things and set these boundaries. All right. I will see you. I, I always say that. I will talk to you next week. Hi, friend. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. I'm so proud of you for showing up today for your future self. If you have any topic recommendations or are looking for additional support, you can always reach me on Instagram at wellnesswithkc. If this episode helped you in any way, don't forget to drop a review on whatever platform you are listening on or share this episode on your social media. My goal is to help as many women as possible, and I really appreciate you for being a part of this journey and this mission with me. So thank you again for being here, and I will see you next week.